was trying to think of the gayest song I could play for Pride Month, and this is it. Bronski beats Small Town Boy. Hi, everybody. Welcome on into the Check Your Brain podcast here on this Tuesday. I'm recording this on Monday night, but it's going to be heard on Patreon here on Tuesday. And uh, as always, I start the podcast and every podcast thanking you folks for subscribing. As I see, I've gotten a, you know, a few of them. Again, I want to stress that I don't make a living off of Patreon. Patreon was just a thing to do to complement what I was doing at my day job that I got fired for two months ago today, actually. But I want to thank Greg, uh, Bob Kelly versus the Stairs at a Comedy Club, Chris James, K in NJ, Dino, Jim BZ the Man, of course, Gino Bisconti, Dred Seamus, and Judy. Those are the, in the last week, I've had those Patreon followers. So again, thank you very much. Please tell a friend if you like podcasts like this one where we're going to go gay today. Yes, indeed. Because I, last week started Pride Month, and I didn't get a chance to talk about Pride Month because I was talking about myself so much. And uh, <laughs> so I, I didn't get a chance to talk a little bit about what's going on and some of this insanity. And uh, let me let me just start by stating this when it comes to pride. Again, it's your pal Tony here. Heterosexual, cisgender, white male here recording this podcast. And the one thing about Pride Month that has really taken a, a turn in many ways, because here's how it was. This is so funny about how they like to group everything in this LGBTQAI plus this, this, and this, is not all the groups like each other. Now, it's kind of a comedy bit that what Chappelle did about the L's don't like the B's and the this and that. But So it's kind of, I don't want to say hack, but it's been done, said and done before. But you think about it and how things have changed with the Pride Month. It went from the the L's and the G's for years talked about, hey, whatever two consenting adults do behind closed doors in their bedroom is their gosh darn business. And it's none of your beeswax, mister, for you to tell me what I can and cannot say and do in the bedroom. But then the whole T movement is completely counter to that. Isn't that funny? It was, no, 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 we're not products of our environment of being L's and G's here. We were born this way. Just cue the Lady Gaga song. Born, the, We were born this way. And then the T's come around and say, I was not born this way. I'm born this way. But tomorrow I'm going to be uh, this way. And I'm going to be another thing by Thursday. So it just completely all runs counter. Yet we're all supposed to think that everything under that umbrella all agrees with each other. And it's just this monolith. It's kind of like when they look at somebody who's black and is a Republican, <laughs> and they kind of look like, well, hey, wait a second, you strayed from the herd here. What's the matter with you? But the whole thing with pride, I got to say, again, I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're lesbian, trans, bi doesn't exist. I'm sorry. You're, it, 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 seriously, the old phrase of you, you suck one penis and you're a cocksucker for life. I truly believe it. Yeah, you could be Ian Fidance. It's like, oh, you know, I fucked a couple of dudes, but I'm into women now. Yeah, okay, sure. Do you keep telling yourself that. Have you seen, by the way, the pictures of Ian Fidance and he's sitting next to Dave Attell? And Dave Attell had been an alcoholic for like 30 years, just a brutal alcoholic, and yet he still looks better than Ian Fidance does. <laughs> Jesus, that's what happens. I thought I thought making you gay was supposed to make you like younger and more youthful. Should probably start rubbing more cum on his face, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, <clears throat> the whole thing with pride has kind of taken on a life of its own the last ten years, and we heard about June being Pride Month. Like, let's go back in time to say 2013. You know, not quite ten years ago, but almost to that point. So you're in now Barack Obama's second term, which was the identity politics term. The first term, which of course was a failure, and they cash for clunkers, the beer summit, uh, all that other stuff. By the time Obama got reelected and beat the shit out of Mitt Romney, feckless neocon Bain Capital candidate that he was, 
got beat two to one. Obama becomes president again, and that's where the insane identity politics start popping up. Instead of the first term Obama did the, we're not red state America, we're not blue state America, we're the United States of America. <sighs> Everyone goes crazy at the 04 convention, and then he becomes president with hope and change. And then by the second term, it's, uh, uh, if I had a son, he looked like Trayvon. You go, oh boy. Oh, well, you've thrown down the gauntlet with identity politics, and it hasn't stopped. This woke nonsense has been going on, and it's in emboldened Black Lives Matter, of course. It's emboldened all these other different communities and the pride community. Now, I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're lesbian. I don't care if you're trans. The whole thing is we shouldn't be forcing any hetero, homo, whatever you want to call it, any of that sexuality on children. And that's apparently been the goal the last couple of years, and we're supposed to fucking accept it. It's not even just tolerated. I mean, it's... Look, I have been to... I have gay friends, and there was one time that he... One of my friends wanted to go to a gay bar, and I was with other women, too, and women like going to the gay bar because they're not getting hit on. And I was already, you know, had a, had a glass of... I'm not kidding. I actually had scotch and a nice cigar... And here I am drinking Bud Light at a fucking gay bar in Akron called the Inner Belt. And, but I was just dragged there. I wasn't driving. So I'm just like, whatever, I'll just drink. And it was drag night. But here's the difference. I'm 22 years old. I may not have wanted to go to a gay bar that night. But I went and I'm like, whatever. You know, I'm not, I, I'm not paying for the drinks either. I just, you know, maybe flex my muscles. I get a couple of drinks and a shot. I don't know what's in this, but what's this nice milky white shot? Hmm, is this like a, a new vodka, like a whipped vodka? Hmm, smells like bleach. Anyways, <laughs> I the whole thing is, so, so I was there, and it happened to be a drag night. And I got to say, I've seen a lot of comics, and this drag show is one of the funniest shows I've ever been to. And they're all like, they all have these disgusting names, and it was like, hi, I'm Randy Partybottom, how's it going? And the host of this drag show is just ripping on everybody, like, you fucking fat cunt, you look at you, you bitch, and every, and it was funny. But again, I was an adult, and not a four-year-old child, where it's not only being tolerated, it's being accepted. My mom, my mom's an artist, and of course, with art shows where my mom would participate in, would be, you'd bring out the gays. They would come out, and uh, my dad remember one time, this is in uh, the west side of Cleveland near Lakewood, which is the what they call the gayberhood. And my dad said that, I think my brother and me were there, and we were probably, I was probably 10, my brother was 6 or 7, and he looked behind the tent, and there's just these two gay guys just making out. And my dad's just really, I mean, he's a boomer. And he's a former cop. It was a cop at the time. It was really uncomfortable by it. And it's like, dude, you can do whatever you want and stuff. But you're in, you're in public, and there's children around. You got to you gotta just, you want to hold hands. It's whatever. But you're making out like a ship is going down. Like you're on the Titanic and the band stopped playing and you're making out like, you know, there's no more life preservers. The fuck is wrong with you? Happy Pride Month, by the way. But again, it, it went from gay and lesbian to now we have to accept this trans stuff. And I got to say, I'm very disappointed in gay people as I put this out here. Uh, and this this podcast also going out for free because I just I don't care. I'm not going to censor myself. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm already, what do I have to lose? I'm already canceled. <laughs> the The whole thing, I'm very disappointed in feminists and gay gay men, or just anybody in that movement that sees this stuff, with this depravity going on in the drag movement and the trans and this and this and non-binary. There's a lot of it, and people are, can't even keep up with the terms. They want to be. They don't want to be transphobic, but they just lost touch with the terms, and they don't know what to say. I'm sorry. There's a couple of things that you can say, and you say I'm uncomfortable. I don't want my kid being a part of drag queen story time. I'm sorry. It's not going to. Well, you're going to be looked at as a transphobe. I don't care. I really don't care. Well, Tony, you say that because you don't have kids. Well, yes, 
But also, it's got to take some parents to have some balls. And I know some parents, and especially, by the way, it's the women, not these cuck husbands and fathers. They're like, well, you know, it's okay. It's, if anything, it's the women, the mothers who are just saying, no, this is unacceptable. This is not happening. But it's being normalized now to the point where, again, go back to 2013, as I mentioned earlier, that this is inconceivable of what's happening. Like, go back 10 years and say that, hey, you know, your kid that you just had, you know, congratulations, you just had a baby. That baby in nine years will be indoctrinated with this stuff and you have to like it or else you're going to have protests from trannies on your lawn right now. You go, what? What are you talking about? In fact, in 2013, you could still use the word tranny where it wasn't much of a slur. If anything, it was more of an ambiguous term because you're like, are you talking about transsexual or transvestite? Like, what are we talking about right now? But now it, it's a slur. How dare you? I could get kicked off of uh, Apple Podcasts for saying such a slur right now. Mm. But it's, it's really... It's getting, it's getting to a point where I don't see enough people stepping up. Now, here's the, here's the first example that I'll mention here on this podcast. is the story about the women's cycling contest. Did you see this one over the weekend? Again, I'm recording this on Monday, but you might have seen some of this. Um, Emily Bridges and Lily Chant take first and second place in tonight's Thunder Crit. Is it Thunder Crit or Clit? Thundercrit cycle race at Hernville Velodrome and says, notice anything different about them compared to the cyclist who takes third place. Hashtag save women's sports, hashtag women's rights network. And of course, it's two dudes. And then there's a woman who finished in third place who actually had a baby, carried the baby to term, you know, didn't abort it, and uh, is holding this young toddler, which means that it's, it's a South Park bit. These are two dudes who have testosterone still in their system. And just like Leah Thomas last week dur during that interview was talking about, well, you know, uh, hi, Daddy. Well, you know, when I took some of uh, this, uh, the hormone treatment, it actually uh, lowered my testosterone a little bit. From what to what? Of course, you're now the greatest college women's swimmer. <laughs> If you want to use that, if you really want to go to use those terms. And yet you're going to tell me that, oh, no, uh, no not every example is like this. It's, it's the same thing where they talk about there's no difference in the two genders. There's no difference in them. Men and women are, may as well be the same. Okay. So let me, uh, have you ever played co-ed softball? Why is it that when the women are up to bat, even the really good ones. I, I, trust me, I've played on teams where there's some good good girls and there's some bad dudes, and yet the bad male players are still better than the really good females. Or go to a golf course. Why are the blue tees all the way up there, yet the white and red tees are way back here? Hmm. Because if the women were back there, and it didn't matter if the blue tees and the red tees and the white tees, they're all the same. We're just teeing off from here. Not one woman is going to make par on some of these courses. It's just, it's, again, unless you're Annika Sorenstam, unless you're, uh, uh, I, I can't think of other women golfers right now. <laughs> who's, the, who's the one chick on TikTok with the big tits? But, um, I mean, that's, you're going to tell me there's no difference. Of, co of course there is. We all know that. We all know that there's a difference here, but we want to pretend that never happened. It's just sick. It's a sick society, and we're going to pretend that all of this is just, it's okay. In fact, uh, Burger King, in and this is in Austria, you might have seen this one, they do their Pride Whopper, Time to Be Proud. Again, what did I talk about two weeks ago? Or maybe it was last week, I forgot what it is. No, it was, it was two weeks ago. About the exploitation during, and I said it, just wait till Pride Month. Wait till everybody, Mercedes-Benz and... The, the entire military, every branch in the military puts a rainbow flag and you know, Cisco and all these other places. The British Petroleum has a, instead of the green and yellow, it's going to be all rainbows. That is not nice, except for the Middle East, because, you know, they don't like them gays over there. They don't like the fags. 
Groomer King, this is great, uh, Burger King, Austria, time to be proud with the Pride Whopper. Now, you could be proud, why not have a Whopper where you have two tops or two bottoms? Mmm, mmm, Burger Kink. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, isn't it bad enough that we already put meat between two buns anyways? You're going to tell, you're going to, oh, we're, we're going to switch it up. Again, it's just capitalizing, and they're exploiting. And, and this, it, it, black people don't say anything enough. I mean, I will say, black people did respond to Walmart by saying, so you're going to take an ice cream like June, or take a holiday like Juneteenth that we just made a holiday in the last couple of years. It's a federal holiday, and yet Walmart's going to do red and green African flavored ice cream. And <clears throat> so, okay, so then they're going to say, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Is the, by the way, is the ice cream like fly and mosquito flavor? Never mind. Never mind. Bad joke. Um, but we get to that point where you're like, wow, so you're just exploiting your ca our cause just for to sell a couple of burgers? Are you kidding me? But the, uh, the the queer movement apparently doesn't mind that. That was la I think it was last year or two years ago is when they had drag queens, including I think Desmond is amazing. We're, we're selling we're, Nabisco hired them for Oreos, and you're just seeing these drag queens going like, mm, "Look at the double stuff! I love that when that creams in the corners of my mouth." <laughs> you go, "Oh my god, you are just." These are monsters, man. And you we are allowing this, that this is being accepted. Again, what I said, there's a difference between tolerance and acceptance. Tolerance is, yeah, there's some things I don't agree with in society. I'm not going to assault you. I'm not going to harass you. I'm not even going to get in your face. Unless you're harassing anyone in my family, especially my kids, you do whatever you want. I'll do whatever I want. That's called tolerating. It's like, look, we live in a society, as George Costanza would say. We live in a society. However, there's, a, there's also acceptance. I don't need to accept your lifestyle. You don't need to accept mine. That's fine. You can think the nuclear family is racist and whatever. Uh, I'll go ahead and think that uh, you, know, you wearing fishnets and shoving your fat cellulite ass in my face <laughs> is also wrong. And let's just call the whole thing off right now. Ugh. So, getting to the point of what was going on over the weekend in Dallas. Because, again, we're not talking about New York. We're not talking about San Francisco or West Hollywood or um, any other kind of gay community. We're talking about Dallas, Texas. And I, I know you folks have probably seen this by now that listen to this podcast, but there's the... Drag Queen Dances for Children in, of course, Dallas, Texas. So, explaining what's going on in this video, this is a drag queen, which means it's a guy, it's a, a gay man dressed in, I, I don't know, is this like a Britney Spears thing, or is it like a even faggier Michael Jackson? I don't know. But dancing, and, and these are children here, between the ages of like 5 and 12, I believe, and doing splits and bulges and thongs and everything. And there's a sign in the back, there's a ne pink neon sign in the background of, in this club that says, it's not gonna lick itself. Now, Unless you are serving ice cream here, and I still don't think that's really appropriate, you're sending kids into a club, a gay club, a drag club, and a thing that says it's not going to lick itself. You, you do understand what drag is. You do understand what this whole lifestyle is, right? I know you folks do who are listening to this. I'm saying you, the great unwashed out there, who probably aren't listening to the podcast. This goes back a long time, and in fact, if you really look in the history of gender bending and all this trans stuff, 
it's the proof that you were having a fallen empire. This happened in the Greek Empire. This happened in the Roman Empire, where you were starting to get into a point where people start experimenting with gender and everything. There were two different forms of entertainment, you know, 100 years ago, 90, even 80 years ago. And uh, maybe not 80, but you were really like 90, like in the 20s and 30s, is you had vaudeville and you had burlesque. So vaudeville was more family-friendly. You could take the kids there. You have swains, rats, and cats. I'm not kidding. Go look that up. But you would have little cats, you know, with mice. It's ridiculous. And then you would also have, like, clean, what we now call comedians, but they would sing and everything. And there probably was a little bit of blackface going on, but again, 100 years ago. I don't need to keep hearing my repenting for sins from a hundred years ago, and even longer than that, too. Then you had burlesque, and burlesque was a... It wasn't what it is today, where whenever you hear burlesque, you just think of these fat women with these fishnet stockings and just slowly and non-sexually dancing. And it's like, oh, look at my, look at my fat tits. Look at my fat thighs and my I can barely get my feet in these high heeled oh, Jesus Christ but that's what you think it is right now but burlesque was basically blue vaudeville and you would also have comedians that would tell blue humor dark dirty humor think about going to a burlesque show nowadays and say we also have comedians on the bill hi uh, from the check your brain podcast we have Tony Mazur <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Tony Mazur. And I just start ripping on women and everything. They, they, I would get the hook. I would get the hook. I mean, like absolute old, old school burlesque vaudeville. They would throw me off the stage. Oh, because you don't like when you have somebody who's telling blue jokes right now. Hmm. But this was a thing for gay men who are either closeted or they were even married and definitely closeted, where they they didn't come out. You know, there's like it's Saturday night at eight o'clock, and it's just like, oh, what are you doing tonight, honey? It's like, oh, well, you know, me and uh, me and Roy were going out and having a couple of brewskis tonight, and it's like, okay. And then he just goes puts on whore makeup, cause that's what drag is. Drag is whores, usually fat whores, but you know this different lifestyle. It's not a lifestyle. It's Halloween. Your culture that you have, your little lifestyle, is nothing more than dress-up. But it's dress-up. It's sexy dress-up. I mean, it's like, it is Halloween. It's like, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm going to be a sexy bumblebee. I'm going to be a sexy police officer. I'm going to be a sexy Imogene Coca. I don't know. I'm just thinking of old, old-timey. old <laughs> Be a sexy Shemp Howard to this Halloween. It's, uh, it's so funny when you think about it, because that's all that this whole thing is, is just whores. And, I mean, just like what blackface was in the 20s, 30s, 40s, even, you had guys like Pigmeat Markham, who did the, here, here come the judge, here come the judge. And he was still wearing blackface, I think, until the 60s. They even told him in the Chitlin circuit, they said, dude, you don't, you don't have to do that anymore. He's like, no, it's tradition. He's a black dude wearing blackface. So he exaggerated himself even more so. But just like with how blackface, where it's overly exaggerated caricatures of black people portrayed by white people. And it was a white person that would put big old lips and really dark skin, and the, the eyes are bulging and everything, and they do, hello there. And yes, it's over the top, and yes, by today's standards, pretty racist, I guess. But isn't that, aren't you doing the same thing with drag? You're, if anything, aren't you uh, appropriating female culture by doing this? I mean, what you're doing is you're putting on, like I said, whore makeup. Because it's not just like, oh, I'm going to do a little makeup, a little eyeshadow on. No, you, you're dressed like Mimi Bobek from the old Drew Carey show. You're putting way too much lipstick on, way too much rouge. Then you get these big old bosomy 
dresses and big old butt coming on the other side and you give yourself a really sexy name hi everybody hi daddy and we're just going to just go this is wonderful isn't this great kids aren't you glad i took you here what a great parent i am how open-minded and tolerant and accepting i am that i can let you see randy party bottom oh look his balls just fell out <laughs> that's okay you'll find that out very soon Mm. That's appropriate, right? Hmm. We decided uh, that's okay until people start making, say, having anybody talk about it. Instead, you have people actually defending this. So we just got done with the Drag Your Kid to Pride event at Mr. Mr. in downtown Dallas, and I am here with... Noelle Sinclair. What do you say to the conservative parents that wouldn't bring their children to an event like this? Why? Here's the thing, I don't think that there is any kind of issue with exposing children to this. So do you think exposing children to drag will result in more um, kids doing drag eventually? I think so, um, and, and I hope so because like I, like I said, it's the biggest confidence booster. Is it really a confidence booster? Is it really? If you needed a confidence booster, why are you dressing up like somebody else? And yes, their whole goal is to get more kids to do drag because it's called grooming. Okay, groomer. Yes, this is what's going on. They are trying to groom your children into their behavior. Remember, I was I'm I was born gay. I'm not a product of my environment. Instead, now it's like, yeah, we're going to make you a product of our environment and you're going to like it or else you're a transphobe or you hate drag or whatever. Like Yes, it can be negative at times, but but I, I think that drag builds confidence. Do you think exposing kids to drag will make more peop more children go into drag eventually? I feel like yes, because I feel drag is such like an art form. There's so much dancing, there's hair, there's wigs, there's makeup. There's so many things that kids will like will love to experience with. So I feel like a lot of kids will want to like dabble in everything that's going on. Dabble. Dabble. Okay. Just like when you take your kid to a baseball game and you see uh, Pete Alonzo, it's a home run. You sit and your kid says he wants to be like Pete Alonzo. I want to be a big right-handed first baseman for the Mets. And that's what I want to do. I want to be a baseball player because that's what I looked at. When I was a kid, I grew up in, grew up in the Cleveland area. I loved Kenny Lofton. I want to be a center fielder. I, in fact, I was so pissed off I was not left-handed. Isn't that body dysmorphia where I'm, I'm jealous that... Kenny Lofton and some of my other friends were left-handed, and here I am, a right-hander? Ugh. I, I tried to teach myself how to be left-handed until I realized maybe I'm just right-handed. But those are the people you want to look up to. Whatever they do off the field or off whatever, but I admired what they do on the field because I am an impressionable 7-, 8-year-old kid at that time. Well, what are they doing now? Is you're making impressionable seven year and seven and eight year old kids not go to a baseball game, but go to a drag show. So then these kids are looking up and going, Boy, I want to do that someday too. Yeah. This is called grooming. It's not a good thing. We shouldn't be doing this, people. And people need to start stepping up and saying something about this. As I look at here's another picture. It's just it's just disgusting, man. This is a this is a kid. It's a photo, and, and this is just again over the top. You have a a uh, a gentleman in drag. And by the way, this doesn't even have to be a a guy. This could be a woman, like a stripper. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm ginger ale. I know, very professional here. As I'm trying to be professional, and then I just belch right there. It, this could be a woman, and it's not appropriate. And it's a little girl who's probably about five or six years old stuffing dollar bills into a drag queen's panties. And then you have parents in the background, including one, one dad, which is this, it's just sad, smiling. One of them's taking a, who's taking a photo of this? The original photo, and in the background, there's another parent, might be the parent of the little girl, taking a photo. Where are you posting this? 
And if you are posting it, I hope there are some sane people on your Facebook or your Instagram page to go, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you doing? Why would you take your child to a, a drag brunch or whatever this is? It looks like a birthday party. That's where I want to go for my sixth birthday party. I think I, I'm trying to think of what I do for my sixth or seventh birthday. I think I went to a Ponderosa. I think my parents went, took me to a buffet at Ponderosa. Maybe Chuck E. Cheese. Maybe Discovery Zone I went to back in the day. Instead, they're discovering the front of a guy's panties who's dressed like a woman. So not something I... That's a different ball pit. I'm not proud of that joke, by the way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, sure. That That's what we'll do right now. Happy drag, everybody. Happy uh, Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. But we're just going to shove it down people's throats. Of course, you have uh, TampaBay.com, Tampa Bay Times. Most, but not all. Rays show their LGBTQ plus support. This, so the Rays wanted to do their Pride Month here. The Tampa Bay gays, the devil gays. The Rays organizational philosophy toward equality and inclusiveness extends towards the LGBTQ plus community as evidenced by Saturday's 16th Pride Night celebration at Tropicana Field. Wow, I'm glad they're really doing that at Tropicana Field where they get 18 people per game. Our Pride Nights continue to grow both in terms of visibility and participation, Ray's President Matt Silverman <coughs> said. By doing this, we extend an invitation not just for this game, but for all our games that the LGBTQ community is invited, welcomed, and celebrated. Because that's what gays love to do is go to sporting events. And not maybe back in the day when the guys actually wore tighter pants, but the it's very loose bottoms that they wear, while they bring their loose bottoms to the park. In an effort to make their commitment more visible, the Rays this year decided to follow the lead of the Giants and add rainbow-colored logos to their Pride Night uniforms, to the TB on their caps, and a sunburst on their right jersey sleeves. In doing so, the team learned that not all players wanted to be included. No exact breakdown was provided, but uh, well more than half of the players were appeared to participate. And they go over some of the players. Um, it says pitchers, uh, Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson were among those who did not electing to peel off the burst logo and wear the standard hat. Adam, chosen by team officials to speak for the players who opted out, said it was primarily a matter of religious beliefs and not wanting to encourage the behavior of those in the LGBTQ plus community. Again, they have to keep talking about that. A lot of it comes down to faith, to, to like a faith-based decision, Adam said. So it's a hard decision because ultimately we all said what we want uh, is them to know that we are all welcome and loved here. But when we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided that it's just a lifestyle that maybe, not that they look down on anybody or think differently, it's just maybe that we don't want to encourage that if we believe in Jesus who is encouraged to live a life, blah, 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 blah. all right, I'm getting bored with that. It's not judgmental, it's not looking down, it's just what we believe the lifestyle he's encouraged us to live for our good and not to withhold. But again, we love these men and women. We care about them, and we want them to feel safe and welcome here. But apparently, not everybody's happy about that. That how dare you? How dare? I mean, this is this is where we're going right now. It's. I mean, I've talked about some of the stories about if you do not want to suck a dick of a uh, biological male, but now transition to female. And now that female, so Stephen became Stephanie, and now Stephanie is on a dating app where straight people are on, like a Bumble or a Tinder or a Hinge. So Stephanie's on there, and Stephanie puts that nice makeup on and everything and matches with the guy. And then the guy takes Stephanie home for a, for a night and looks down, and there's a cock. And if uh, the guy doesn't want to suck the cock of Stephanie, who used to be Stephen... Now he's a transphobe. You'd think that's silly, but that's what's going on right now. So now it's, I, I, just like I'm doing with this entire podcast, I appreciate what you are doing. Uh, go ahead and be proud of who you are, but please don't force it on me. I'm not gonna wear, I'm not gonna wear a rainbow-colored jersey, and that's what's gonna be. 
You know those Houston Astros jerseys where they had the the orange and the yellow, like the the rainbow, that orange rainbow they had back in the 80s when Mike Scott pitched for them and Nolan Ryan? That's what it's going to end up being. It's just with rainbows because that's it hasn't stopped. Like we made, we've been making fun of it the last couple of years that once June 1st hits and you see all of these companies that start trying to adopt some sort of rainbow or pride pl- progress flag and this and that, and we've made fun of it to the point where, because we kind of, if you think about it, did the same thing with the breast cancer movement 10 years ago. Remember, how, remember it got so out of control with the pink on the field during October for the NFL, it was pink helmets and pink uh, towels on their, uh, you know, and, and pink socks and pink this and pink that. And it got to the point where you're like, first of all, how much money is being raised that the Susan G. Coleman Foundation is just not giving to breast cancer patients and every, you notice in October, there's really no more pink. We need to start applying that message to everything else today. By, by next year, it's like, you want to do your pride movement, you want to throw a pride flag or the pride progress or whatever the hell the Brooklyn Nets put up there last week, which looked like color bars from an old TV set. Whatever you want to do, you do that. Go for it. But we're going to mock it, and it needs to be mocked. This is behavior that needs to be mocked, and especially when it's taken over by corporate America right now. Because, again, they're not doing so in the Middle East. They're not doing. They're not putting rainbow flags at embassies in Saudi Arabia. It's just not happening. So, it's um, it's bad, man. But, you know, there's a difference between tolerance and acceptance. And what these Rays players are like, I, to- I tolerate what you are, and I can accept that's who you are. But don't throw your version of acceptance onto me, where now I have to wear rainbow-colored everything. I'm sorry, it's can't. I mean, it... it I, it should be, honestly, it should be left up to the individual. If you're somebody who is really all about the gay stuff, then you should have your jersey all rainbow. For it, uniform, just be all rainbow. Make it a contest to see how gay you can be. Show us how far you can stick the bet. Never mind. Um, let's see, other stuff going on right now. I'm going to play a couple of these clips here. Let's see, this one is actually from my neck of the woods in Cleveland. Interestingly enough, here. Celebrating Pride for the first time with my students by my side. A mansion, a jacuzzi, a theater to watch my movies. Couple whips and lots of fancy things. The kids they call the goonies. See the future, crystal ball, mirror, mirror. Okay, so last year, apparently went into doubt. I know all these places. In fact, I just walked by here the other day, not during the Pride Parade. I was going to see uh, Sam Tripoli at the comedy club that night um but they had the pride pla- uh, pride parade last year it slowly came back because you saw a lot of masks not funny how political beliefs and the same people very mask heavy um but people like me haven't worn a mask like virtually at all except for when i had to go to the hospital to get my appendix taken out um the but taking your students to the pride parade first of all who's in school right now is this is like final exam time and go school's out for summer i used to love june june was great june you're playing baseball school's done until the end of august you, you, no worries no cares the weather's nice and warm you can enjoy yourself isn't it great instead we just get bludgeoned with this garbage right now what happened to june my anniversary is in a couple of weeks too so i gotta think about that too um yeah, that's in Cleveland. Uh, here's a here's somebody explaining what non-binary is to their kids. That's a great question, sweetheart. Um, so binary is just a word that basically just means two. It's a fancy word for two. They use it with computers. When- what is with this accent, this baby accent? It's, she, she sounds like a young Janet Yellen, first of all. And why am I... I want to explain what... Non-binary or NBs. We are considered NBs. What is this? What is this elf of uh, Keebler elf woman talking about? Coding uh, for computer programs. Um, and if you hear the word binary, it basically just means that there's two sides. So a lot of people think that gender is something that's binary, meaning that there's just boys and there's just girls. Yeah. A lot of people don't feel that way. 
Some people feel like they might fall in the middle of being a boy and a girl. No. Might feel like they're both a boy and a girl. They might. No. Neither. No. Is that people might feel. And when they feel that way, it's just called non-binary because it means that they don't fit in what people think is boy or girl. Hope that helps. No, it didn't help at all. Didn't help one bit. <laughs> you know, there's some people that are, they don't, they don't consider themselves to be boys or girls. No, what you are are gay people who are have a mental illness right now. I'm sorry. You want to ban me from, I'm, I'm again, I'm already canceled. I already got let go. By the way, if I did this, put this podcast out while I was still working at the radio station, this would have gotten me fired, this entire podcast. So that queer educator on TikTok who has to educate people on what these terms are. I'm glad that we got a little uh, education there from that queer educator. If my children were going to a teacher who goes by that queer educator, first of all, I would know when I walked in, I'm like, oh, no, this ain't going to work out. So you're, you're my kid's first grade teacher. Yes, I am. And I believe in a very inclusive uh, uh, classroom here. And uh, as you could see, I have my pride flag behind me and I have a Black Lives Matter flag because I believe in pride and black lives that uh, matter. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, we're uh, we're going to homeschool our kids from now on. <laughs> God. Uh, this is an early childhood elementary school teacher that's that's talking about this and is normalizing this behavior. But again, if you're a parent and you're just going like, well, you know, different strokes, then you deserve it then. Then if your kid ends up being gay and wanting to go to drag shows, it's because you didn't step up. You didn't do anything about it. You got to fight this. Remember, these teachers and the state doesn't think that your kids are your kids. You're just the birthing canal for these children. It's you had your sperm that you shot into your wife's cunt, and then nine months later she had a kid, and that's it. The kid belongs to the state now. I mean, they're they're actively telling teachers that, or the teachers are telling kids that if you want to come out as gay or trans, you come out to me. I'm not going to tell your parents. I'm not going to tell anybody. Your secret's safe with me. I never wanted my teachers to know anything about me. I didn't want to know about my teachers. I talked about this on a podcast uh, maybe a couple of months ago. I had two teachers, Miss Barrett and Miss Rosenbaum. And our joke for us, and they were our fourth and fifth grade teachers, respectively. And we always thought that both of them were either gay or gay together. But that's about it. You're like, oh, why are you still Miss? Aren't you like 30? What happened? Where's Mr.? Why aren't you Mrs.? You're not even Ms., it's Miss. And who knows? It, it, <laughs> but <clears throat> we didn't obsess over it, and we didn't ask. See, nowadays, it'd be like, Miss Rosenbaum, are you, are you a lesbian? Are you trans? And they would, they would say, yes, gather around, children. I'm going to tell you about me. We don't need to learn about social studies today. Hey, we don't need to learn about phonics, anything like that. I want to tell you about how many women have licked my pussy. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what's going on in these schools right now. You... <sighs> I mean, I mean, listen to this one right here. This is, oh, God, I can't even look at this. This is, looks like Curly Howard with pink hair. I want to talk about the laws that are coming into place across the country, particularly the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida that I am genuinely surprised has not popped up in conservative-ass Utah. But teachers. But, again, this is a woman apparently a woman, shaved, shaved, fat woman with those Warby Parker, I hate those Warby Parker glasses, they're just glasses for gays, and it's this woman with pink hair, shaved at the sides, blue lipstick, and is now going to talk about conservative-ass Utah, not CRT. Teachers are not grooming your children. We are teaching them love and acceptance and 
respect from a very young age. We're not grooming our children. We're teaching them love and respect and acceptance from a very young age. Oh, you mean normalizing this, again, it, j demonic, depraved behavior. You're normalizing that for our children because you are a bored white woman who's a lesbian who doesn't really get the buzz from being a lesbian anymore. So you, now you got to upgrade a little bit and say, no, no, no I'm not a lesbian. I'm queer now. And queer, there's a lot that goes into the queer lifestyle here. We as teachers are not trying to turn your straight kid gay. Yes, you are. We're trying to make sure your queer kids survive. One of no, 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 no. Survive what? Making sure they survive. Survive what? We're not trying to, t to turn your straight kid gay. But we are trying to teach your queer kid that they're not going to die. What? Nobody has queer kids. You have kids. Well, could some end up being gay? Sure. By the way, I was thinking about this. Quick tangent. I went to, up until through ninth grade, I went to a Catholic school. And then I went to public school final three years. And we didn't have any gay gay kids in our school, at least that we knew of. We didn't know anything. I never associated with a gay person. Now, eventually, a couple of the classmates did become gay. Okay. Some of them, not really much of a surprise. In fact, I found out my uncle was gay. Okay, great. That's fine. It's okay. You do you. But, like, as far as that sexualization, this is what the problem is. This is where we... I don't think there should be any <clears throat> sexualization that goes on whether it's straight or gay or trans or queer or whatever, to children. It shouldn't be allowed. This shouldn't be the, the thing. Whatever happened to reading, writing, and arithmetic in school? Instead, it's, uh, you know, CRT, QRT. The, it, the kids shouldn't be learning about this. And to say that you have a queer kid. No, these, these kids don't know what they are. You know, kids could still think the opposite sex is gross up until a certain point. Instead, you're making them grow up a little bit too soon, which is weird because you also have 30-year-olds who still watch Marvel movies and still think they're like 10 years old. So it's weird that we're just going to have like a whole generation of kids that are have a, like a, a fourth grade emotional level and yet <clears throat> are 40 years old in, in body. I don't, I, I, I don't get it main talking points right now are that kindergarten to fourth grade is way too young to even be thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, I was eight when I first thought that there was something different. Oh, there, no, 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 you know, you ate something different by the way, by the looks of this woman. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm eight. Okay. If you felt that you were a little different at eight, when did you actually tell somebody about it? Transgender individuals have reported knowing that they were born in the wrong body. Since the youngest I heard, I think, was four, but it could be younger. Something that has not been talked about much about particularly the Don't Say Gay Bill is one of the things talks about the mental health of queer youth, which is a huge concern right now, but not for the reason that they say. That bill says that Teachers are required to report to parents about any mental health concerns, including their sexuality and gender identity. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Hey, there's something wrong mentally with one of my kids. That my kid, my my young uh, Tyler or Declan, ugh, these Gen Z names. My young Declan thinks he's a woman. Yeah, that's something to uh, probably bring up to somebody. Instead, what you're doing is you are, uh, what's that term, grooming them in order to normalize this type of behavior. I will always have my students' mental and physical health at the front of my priorities. I will never out a student. Never in my life will I do that. You don't have to out a student to other students. 
which you should probably let let the parents know that if and it's almost like because you know we've been talking about this uh, again for new subscribers here is they have this little thing in certain school districts and again if they're filming it on TikTok it means it's a little bit more prevalent than we realize that okay there might be ten of them that show it on TikTok how many are not showing it on TikTok and it's called a transition closet. So your little Declan that you send to school wearing a an Iron Man t-shirt and jeans or shorts or wherever you're located. Well, Declan uh, has been told that oh, maybe Declan might be a little different and maybe maybe his, uh, his real name is Desiree. And so what'll happen is, so mom and dad or the birthing persons will send Declan to school with the Iron Man shirt and the shorts but then going into class, there is a little closet where Declan can become Desiree and have, uh, you know, little little breasts that, uh, in, in different outfits and a wig. So Declan can look beautiful as Desiree and be herself throughout the entire day until about 10 minutes before school ends. Then Desiree returns to the transition closet and butches back up. And goes back home wearing that Iron Man t-shirt. So, uh, and teachers aren't telling. Oh, and it's the same thing with girls. That they have chest plates. Where if a little girl is has budding bosoms. And you say, well, no, we're going to put a chest plate to keep the bosoms down. To make it like a, like a boy does. Where they don't have breasts. And it's disgusting behavior that this is going on in these schools. And this is why, why do you think homeschool has just really shot up? Because people are getting hip to what's going on right now. But we're not gonna, I'm not going to out a student here, of course not. God, no. You know, I, I know that you gave birth to them, but you have, n you have no say in what your kids are doing. Right? Gee, I wonder, wonder if this is why Terry McAuliffe lost the governor's race in Virginia. Most of my students know that I am out because um, I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed of it and clearly open about it and I normalize it I have made my band a safe space and that makes me incredibly happy because that's my number one goal okay all right well good for you good for you you freak again it, you got to start calling this behavior out otherwise it's going to continue um let's see this is Here's another teacher, and, and, and I mention a lot of these teachers because this is what's going on. Now, luckily, we are on entering summer break here. You got to keep the foot on the gas pedal right now. You can't just let it off just because it's summertime. There could be camp counselors. There could be even Bible camps and whatever camp you're sending your kids to that this stuff can continue right now. If you are a visibly out teacher... You need to keep doing what you're doing because it matters and it is making a difference. Because on the last day of school, I had a student come up to me and say, Miss B, when I grow up, I want to be a lesbian like you because you are awesome. And you know what? That felt so good. It's this is how narcissistic these people are. Not, not only just putting this stuff on TikTok, that's narcissistic enough. But these are the same people that will donate to charity and have to post about it on Facebook and say, like, I felt so good today because I saw a homeless person and I put $5 in his hat because and I just felt so good about myself for doing something like that. Like, and what is the accomplishment here? I mean, this goes back to the Norm McDonald joke, which is hilarious, talking about the Pride Parade. He said this on Dennis Miller's show in 1998. It's like, is this something you achieved? I mean, again, it's in the in the context of a joke, but it's brilliant. Is it having a gay kid is nothing, even a trans or whatever. This isn't an accomplishment. Well, they decided they it is an accomplishment. It's not that this teacher has done anything spectacular other than be a lesbian. And this is part of that bigotry of low expectations where it's like, you're so cool because you're a lesbian. It's the same thing they do with black people, by the way. 
It's a black for for liberals, black people. They don't know. They don't want to live in their neighborhood, and they don't really want to be friendly friends with them. But they'll be friendly with uh, uh, safe black people, and they use them as their pets. That's what progressives do, and they kind of so it's that bigotry of low expectations. So it's like you're awesome. You're just so awesome. Why? Because you're a lesbian. Really? Is that the biggest accomplishment? So you wouldn't be as awesome if you dated men? It's so important for students to see representation and to see like, hey, she's doing okay. I know I'll be okay. That's the safe space. That is what we should all be working for. I think you're a little overrepresented if you ask me. I'm sorry. I think we have a little bit too much overrepresentation. I you can even you can make a case that in oh I don't know 1984. Now let's not use that year cuz it's it's the different connotation. Let's say 1979. I, you can make a case and say that there's you know if there's a gay people in this country and everything that there's not a, as much representation. But there is a lot of representation on television. I mean, every show right now has a gay character who's who does nothing in the show other than be gay. I'm sorry, it's not an accomplishment. What are we doing? They're unimpressive. All these TV shows are just unimpressive. And it's just being normalized. Like, oh, he's cool because he's gay. Oh, he's cool because he's black. Oh, he's cool because of, uh, and she's cool because she's a lesbian. It means nothing. <sighs> Although this this girl's a lesbian. She's not bad looking. She's kind of cute. I mean, maybe a... Uh, not seven, I would say. She's probably about a... A strong 6.4. Again, for a lesbian, that's like a 10. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, here's another one. This is... Did I get the right one? Oh, yeah, of course. This is the Pride Classroom. I strive to have an inclusive art classroom. So when you walk in my room, the first thing you'll see is that I am an ally. Good. Oh, thank God. It's the pride pro progress flag there. First thing you see is the pride progress flag because, again, the pride flag is not inclusive enough. Isn't that hilarious? Now they have to keep making flags because the original pride flag was not inclusive. Now then you need a pride progress that has the trans stuff, which is pink and light blue and brown which we, we know where the brown comes from then they have new flags and I'm thinking to myself like what happened to just one flag oh I like the stars and bars you know you know the, the the 50 stars inside the blue part of the flag and then the red and white stripes which represent the 13 colonies because that's if anything a very inclusive flag so by the way isn't that a form of nationalism like, you are pledging allegiance to this pride flag. So it's okay to be nationalistic when it comes to lifestyle and sexuality. And it's also okay to be nationalistic when you are supporting the, Ukra the Ukrainians. It's okay, yeah. We'll send weapons and send $40 billion over there to defend themselves and everything because they're allowed to be na Ukrainian nationalists. But you can't be... American nationalist, because that's apparently kind of white. Mm. Ugh. Nice Bob Ross picture up there too. So I, I I still watch some Bob Ross and everything, but if you watch that documentary, you realize none of the money goes to the Ross family. It goes to this these uh, Jewish hustlers who claim to discover Bob Ross. So all your little magnets and your posters and your T-shirts that you buy does not go to the Bob Ross estate. It goes to this Jewish family that just takes his likeness, and his kid gets nothing. Went to court over this and got nothing. But you could always tell the they're just unoriginal people who just went to bed watching a Bob Ross video go like, I love Bob Ross. Oh, it's so awesome. He's so inclusive. Ugh. Um, how much more do I have? How much more do I want to deal with this? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, here, here's, here's another teacher, by the way. So to celebrate Pride, uh, I changed my honorific officially next year. My school, it will be Mix. Uh, so the, it, it, again, 
This is a this is a gay man. This is a man who's a mentally ill gay man who's wearing glasses and earrings like a grandmother would in the 60s, I guess, to maybe, like, I don't know, go to a bridge game or something. And again, it's a fat, slob, uh, five o'clock shadow gay man. So to celebrate pride... My voice is... <clears throat> That voice is so low. I mean, that's a good bass there. I, I'd hate my voice, and I would love it to be that low. So to celebrate Pride, I changed my honorific officially next year at my school. Instead of Mr., it's Mix, which is the new inclusive terminology, just like when we talk about Latinx, Latinx. So it's not Latino or Latina. I had a, a, Alexand a, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This good old Sandy, who's just basically a white millennial woman, who thinks that she hasn't. She's actually said this. She has no problem with Latinx. She said that uh, I think today in a live stream. She said that it's uh, it's inclusive. You go again. You are basically a white woman, and white women think that Spanish is not inclusive enough. So that's why they put the X there. So instead of Mister or Mrs. or Ms., it's Mix. So I'm Mix Mazer. I like that. Maybe I'll go by that as my new hip-hop name. My name is Humpty. <laughs> Are you as annoyed by this as I am? Are you still listening to this? Did you tap out halfway through because you're like, I can't take this anymore? But I guess what it, what it comes down to, and I like to wrap these podcasts up in a... um. Kind of like, what do we learn from all of this? It's kind of like the end of the Jerry Springer shows. What do we learn what do we learn when we start looking through a lot of these videos and drag and Pride Month and everything? What do you teach your kids? How do you teach your kids that there are different people out there? Kids have to learn. You have to let kids learn and fail. You have to let kids fuck up. I mean, if somebody misgenders somebody, um, you know, okay, I thought you were a girl, but apparently you're a guy, okay. You kind of live and learn. I was reminded of a story when when I went to a Catholic... I was about to say this earlier. For, kind of forgot about it. There was a uh, there was a gay kid at, in our class at uh, Trinity High School, Catholic High School, and it was during... Um, it, we had block scheduling, so instead of like nine periods a day, we had four, which is cr great being in gym class for like an hour and a half, but try ending the day with Algebra 1. Ugh. And, yeah, it was brutal. But, during gym class, we had this... I'm not... I won't mention the guy's last name, but I remember his name is Chris. And there was another Chris who was in there, and it was, it was shower time. Now, I didn't... I don't think I sweated enough to take a shower this day. I just, or, like, it was always something. I forgot my soap, or I forgot my towel. Again, not closeted, not making excuses, anything. I just didn't... I in fact, I actually thought showering at school was gay anyways. And one dude there... Chris, uh, he uh, got a little excited seeing some of his fellow classmates in the getting all sudsy in the shower, all this sudsy 14, 15-year-olds. Then another guy named Chris starts yelling out and says, says, oh my God, Chris has a stiffy. And yelling it out, Chris is a fag, he has a stiffy. And here's, here's what you think about as time goes on, is that other Chris, so that, that's been... 20 years now. The other Chris, who yelled that, would he say the same thing now, or was it because he's 14 and he doesn't know any better? That one of your classmates got a boner in the shower because he's, he's just so worked up over looking at everybody else. I mean, would you get a boner if they, you were in the woman's shower and you were the only guy? Of course you would. So you probably, if things were going on nowadays if a similar situation and somebody who's in there pops a boner you go oh okay well sure and then you finish your shower and you get dressed and you leave but you're not gonna make a stink of it and start yelling it throughout the school right so that's where you live and you learn different things now again it's that tolerance and acceptance dude i can tolerate that you're you're gay that's great and I can accept that you're gay, too. But 
don't, you know, we shouldn't have these things forced upon us. I'm allowed to also think what I think and what I believe. And that's what it really comes down to. But again, getting back to one of the first points I made in this podcast is I'm very disappointed in the gay community and I'm definitely disappointed in the feminists for not coming out against a lot of the trans sports going on where the, the guys are beating the women in basically everything, especially when it comes to physicality, beating the crap out of them. And they're not saying anything because they don't want to be labeled TERFs. And the only ones who are are writing uh, anonymous letters, which do nothing, because you're not, you're not putting a name and you're not putting a face to it, so they're j they could just throw those in the garbage. It's like when you collect signatures for something, like, oh, we got 25,000 signatures. So what? I'll throw it away. <laughs> Gives a fuck. <laughs> It's like, you know, what do you do? Well, here's what you do is you put your foot down when it matters. You can say that, oh, we have a gay family member. That's fine. But taking your kids to go see gay and trans and drag clubs and everything is unacceptable. It's inappropriate and it's unacceptable. And again, I, I know a thing or two about things being inappropriate. I've cursed enough in this podcast. This podcast, what you're hearing... You should probably not listen to it when you have a four or a seven-year-old in the car. This is probably for you to listen to when you're on your way to work or you're at the gym or at home cleaning when no one's around. This podcast is not appropriate for children. But if you're going to sit there and play, it's, just, it's the old Howard Stern thing from 30 years ago, is that uh, he's talking to, making racial slurs and talking about lesbians and clits and dildos and everything and a mother's like oh i never no you turn it off is what you do and you don't even address it you go maybe you'll listen later after you drop the kids off parents you got you, you know i know a lot of you have stepped it up and everything but you've got to make more of a stink about this because it's getting to a point where you we have now emboldened these drag queens in this movement, the Mauve Mafia, the Lavender Mafia, to continue this. And it's going to get to the point where your kid is going to get a permission slip to go to a drag show. And if you don't sign that, well, we're going to out you as the parents who aren't inclusive enough and transphobic. You gotta do something now or else that this is going to be normalized and your kid, instead of wanting to become Pete Alonzo or Bryce Harper or, uh, you know, Shohei Otani or Mike Trout, they're gonna wanna be like Randy Partybottom. It's your choice, parents. And uh, I guess that's one reason why, for right now, I'm lucky I don't have kids. I'm trying to have children. My wife and I have been trying for the last year and uh, we're, you know... I'm failing a lot, so we'll see. But I hope by the time we're able to have some kids, a kid at least, that this starts getting cleaned up. Because if not, you're going to be seeing me on the news. You're going to be seeing me at a lot of these... Uh, I mean, I'm be like Matt Walsh and doing these What is a Woman documentaries. So you're going to be seeing a lot. This ain't the last you've heard of me if this continues. And somebody's got to make a stink. And if it's got to be me, then I will fall on the sword. I've fallen on enough swords. <laughs> I've already been canceled. You can't, you can almost not cancel me any more than I already am right now. So thanks everybody for listening to the Pride Month podcast here on the Check Your Brain podcast by me, Tony Mazur. Again, thank you very much for subscribing and the kind words. And uh, I hope you like this format. I'm going to do probably one, I'm going to do a couple more podcasts this week. I had the Mondays with Mazur yesterday. And I do a lot of newsworthy podcasts. It's not just trans stuff, but it's all just the, you know, Joe Biden. I don't think Joe Biden mentioned D-Day yesterday. I think one time he mentioned, he was just probably wants to just start lecturing people on guns and magazines and, hey, you know, Daryl weren't Kevlar. <laughs> retard. Anyways, all right, I'm done. I'm done. Thanks, everyone. And I will talk to you, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Why not?